At what point did, did you ever lose faith that he actually would ask the question? Because six years is a long time. No, 100%. Yes. Like, but, and so we can, I can be honest about that journey on my side. I was a Say, how's the fam? How's the fam? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to How's the Fam, your podcast about family, friends, and growth. And today I'm joined by one of my peers, somebody who I truly appreciate in this space. She knows all about marriages and she knows how to prepare you guys for happily ever after. You guys, I welcome Megan from New Marriage Material to the show. Megan, what's going on? What's up, guys? Y'all doing yep. okay? <laughs> I'm glad you was able to come out here and chill with us regular folks, you know? <laughs> She specifically didn't want me to say that, but you know what? It is what it is. But uh, hey, Megan, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are. Okay. So as Tyler said, I am Megan Lewis, also known as a newlywed strategist. And so I will define that real quick. Newlywed strategist is someone who teaches newlyweds strategies. That's it. In their marriage, in their newlywed transition. Um, I also... What do I call them? Freshly weds. So people who've been married two, three, four years. I also like get with them. That that's kind of like my heart. Cause yeah. um the first year, you know, it all depends. It can be blissful, blissful, or it can be challenging, challenging. <laughs> and so, but I do know when year two comes, you've had enough running in this game where some things, you know, you might need some strategies. So that's what I do. Um, you can find me on YouTube where podcasts are available. And then also my Instagram, which I'm the most active on, um, new marriage material under new marriage material. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. And I, I highly recommend that show, new marriage material. You guys can literally find on it anywhere podcasts are available. Okay. Hey, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about marriages. We're going to be talking about how to sustain them and how to make it pass, how to make sure happily ever after lasts forever. Okay. But before we do that, we have a segment called Just Checking In. Now, Megan, Just Checking In is exactly what it sounds like. It's us talking to the people, just letting them know how our day was, any pressing matters that are happening. And I'm going to go first and I'm going to ask you about yours. Is that cool? 100 all right, bit. All right, so my just checking in story is, y'all, there has been a shaking in the, the, the marriage space, okay? We lost uh, some titans in the industry, and that is Devon Franklin and Megan Good, a.k.a. Megan Good and her husband. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. Let me tell you how this has affected me. Um, absolutely not, okay? My marriage over here is perfectly fine. What they doing over there has nothing to do with what's happening over here. I know a lot of y'all say relationship goals. I have a whole episode talking about why y'all shouldn't idolize these celebrities, how they just people, and all this other stuff. Right now, again, my, my views have not changed. <laughs> Obviously, my views have not changed, but it is a sad situation to happen. Uh, I wish the best for them. I, I, recently, they made a post on Instagram and they looked like they were both chilling. So the publicist oh, no. is in full effect. <laughs> they posted the same picture. And they posted the same picture with the same check caption. So I'm assuming everything's all good. All right. Um, now, that's my just checking in story. Uh, Megan, what you got, man? We're just checking in. So I'm going to take that media social <laughs> thing that's going on right now. And... When I saw it, I was like, oh, and I'll just speak for me. I don't believe in happily ever after. What? I used to. 
but that got me in trouble. But we'll go. We'll go. We'll do that a little bit later. Oh, without so, a doubt. Hmm. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Don't get. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we're gonna talk about it. So when I saw it, I was like, I've gotten to a point where I've watched too many reality shows, um, too many, <laughs> too many therapy reality shows as well. Okay. Where they do talk about stuff and they look real good on Love and Hip Hop. They look real good on um. Uh, all these other shows are on Instagram. And then when you get in those therapy sessions that have integrity and that are real, you find the truth. So when I saw it, I was like, Ooh, it's sad. But what happened? Like what, what are you think something happened? Well, hmm, I should define what, what happened means. Um, what were, what were the breakdowns in the marriage? That's what I am implying. What were the Hmm. breakdowns? But that's their business, and I doubt that they would ever say it unless they were willing and ready. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so fresh to the public that they may not do that, and that's, they don't have to. So, Tell me about, hold on, we ain't even in the meat and potatoes just yet, but why don't you believe no, in Happily not. Ever After? Um, Because it's not real. Um, because it's not real? Have you been hurt? Or is it, is it oh, really just not like it? But that's not the thing. Okay, you have to understand how you define happily ever after, right? So the media's way of happily ever after is, you know, we we were happy ever after. Like after we got married, we were happy. But in marriage, that's not true. You're not always happy forever. Hmm. So there's going to be things that... and. Careful, because those three were it happily ever after. It's three. Words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's two or three. I don't, it's one of the two. Those three <laughs> words. People would strive for it so much, and it can be an illusion. Mm. And so you're striving for this illusion, but you're not prepared for the reality of marriage, which is something that I am. That's kind of like my like slogan, in a sense. Um, are you prepared for the fantasy or are you prepared for reality of marriage? Because if you are just getting married for the happily ever after, your prince, your your queen, or whatever you want to call them, it's going to take some, some more than that, more than the title. I like where you're going with it. That's very interesting to me. I didn't realize, like, we have, I actually do believe in happily ever after. <laughs> go ahead, tell me. I feel me like I'm you. living it, man. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and challenge you oh. on that one because, like, I believe, and I'm not not to toot my own horn here, but I've been with the same person for an extremely long time. It's been 14 years, and I'm only 30. So I've been with her almost the majority wow. of my life. I've almost been with her longer than I've been without her. And I would honestly say, at least from my perspective, like, are there problems? You're absolutely right. And are there things that I have to work on, like, daily? Do I have to still choose her daily? Is there temptation? These are rhetorical questions. Yes, absolutely. But at the end of the day, (laughs) when it's all said and done, when I lay my head down at night, I am, like, blissfully happy. And it's, I mean, yeah, you're right. You do have to put in work, and there are a lot of transitions that go into it. But I will say, when you do put in the work, and you know when you do select the right person and you do the right things like it's it's amazing what how god handles handles situations so we're gonna get into it uh i guess that's been just checking in yeah (laughs) Um, this episode right here is sponsored by me and me (laughs) and keisha right 
because you know we appreciate you guys, right? And um, new marriage material. You know, this episode is also brought to 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 all the people by you. You have anything you want to share with the people? Anything you selling? Anything you can? Yes, newlyweds. If you would love to, um, what is the word? Book a session with me, um, so we can kind of like look at. Take a deeper dive into, you know, your marriage and then things that you want to fix, things that you are concerned about are things that you want to plan for preventative work. You can come and hit me up in DMs. It's all it's the links are in my bio. I have um, a spouse session, mm-hmm. which is about an seven, how long? Seven, seven, five minutes or so. No, seven, five dollars. <laughs> And then um, seventy five top. You gotta remember the And office. then I have a spouse, a husband and wife session. That's one fifteen. I had my first wife a uh, a spouse session. Um, that was really good. It was fun. Um, saw some dynamics. Was able to be a mediator. That's what I noticed. That sometimes you get so caught up in how y'all do things, it may not be per but productive. But when you have a mediator in front of you. We can stop it in his tracks. That's so yeah, if you're interested, you can just hit me up in the DMs or the link is in my bio. Hey, and is there a family discount for the people? Oh yes. How about 15%? That's what's up, man. So you guys heard it. Use code FAM at checkout or in her DMs, let her know that the fam sent you and you will get yeah. a 15% discount. And that's the family discount brought to you from yeah. New Marriage Material. You guys, now it's time for the meat and potatoes of the episode, y'all. It's the reason we're all here. It's the reason we all like tuned in, right? And Megan, opening question, marriage is in your name. Obviously, marriage is very important to you. But my question is, why... My question is, what does marriage mean to you? Hmm. So to me, marriage means like it's a union that's supposed to be intentional and purposeful. Um, I'm going to speak for myself. Speak for yourself, man. I had, I know, right? I had the mindset that marriage was something that you like get in and then it's like the title, it's the, um, it's the place where things happen and open mm-hmm. doors and you kind of get to sit back and chill. That doesn't work out. It didn't work it's out for something you. That you. You have to be very active and intentional if you want a productive marriage. And that's how yeah. I define it, a productive marriage. You can have a, you can be married or you could be like an active person who is being like legit. Yeah. Because there's both out there. Yeah, I see it all the time. You know how you go to church and you see people like, oh, y'all been married for 60 years. And people like, and? They don't even sleep in the same bed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I don't want that. I want, you know, what you talking about, Tyler? Talking about when you go to bed, you like, I'm Dude, good. Well, I'll tell you, I, people, and it's funny because like, I hear people be like, yo, ain't no happily ever after. I interviewed my good homeboy, uh, Julian. I don't forget what episode the interview is. And he said, I don't believe in the one. I believe in the one you make it work with. And I even challenged him. I was like, Julian, let's be real here, bro. Like, <laughs> there is a, a one. Like, there, he, and to his credit, I agree. Maybe there isn't any one person out there, right? Maybe there's a, a set of person that you're compatible with, and you have to select that person and hold on to them, right? Maybe that's mm-hmm. true. But for me... Like, there is no doubt in my mind that Keisha, like, my wife, Keisha, like, that is the person. 
And while, you know, you know it's bad. I've known that for a long time. And before we got married, I messed up. I did. I ain't gonna even lie. Right. <laughs> but, you know, when you actually get married and you try to achieve the thing called oneness, um, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, man. It's something, it's something beautiful about it. Um, it without is. a doubt. Isn't it? Yeah. So, how did you know? Like, I, I always talk about Keisha and like, uh, how I'm like, yo, this is the person. And I told you about what my homeboy Julian said. He doesn't believe in the one. He believes in the one that you make it work with. Question is, how did you find your spouse? How did you find the person you were like, this is the person I'm going to make it work with? I was a freshman in college and he was a sophomore. Hey, still, you got to shout your school up. Like, you can't just. What's up, Prairie View? <laughs> What's up? PBAMU, you know. Okay. So I told my friend, his name is Stefan. He was like my brother at the time. I said, I'm ready to start dating. But he took that as a literal permission slip to go find me somebody. And I was just talking to my friend about how I feel. Okay. Thank you, Stefan, though. Okay. So, (laughs) Stefan, I don't know what he did. He was scoping or whatever. But he said, okay, I'm going to find her somebody. And he picked my husband, Vernon. And so, Stefan... You know, he was going to church consistently and I wasn't, but I told Stefan as well that I was ready to, you know, what is the word? Start my relationship with God for real, for real. Like on my own, you know, when you get out in, when you get out in college, like that's your real time to show like, are you going to continue the relationship or are you just going to rely on your indirect relationship with God through your parents? So I agree. Um, he found Vernon. He picked Vernon for me, basically. <laughs> but, like, I was like, okay, well, Stefan, like, tell me, like, who who this guy is. Like, tell me about him. I don't know anything about him. I think he showed me a picture. And, like, when you're on campus and you, like, recognize people, like, oh, I've seen him in the cafeteria before. It was like that. Yeah. Um, That's what's up. Like, you and, knew of uh, him. You didn't know him. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. he wasn't a complete stranger picture in my mind for some yeah. reason. But I'm going to be honest with you. He was a track. He was in track. And all the all the athletes went to dinner around 530. So as a freshman girl who, like, wanted to be in the mix, knew to go to dinner at 530. So that's probably why I knew. <laughs> that's hilarious. So the football team, the track stars, the football, I think the football everybody. team, the track team. Like, <laughs> if it was post 530, the athletes were in there for sure. And if you, what we used to call, what we, what we used to say, if you were trying to get chose, you would go then. So you would, so you would get cute. You put if you wanted to wear makeup, if you wanted to wear clothes, you would go at a time. Okay, like I said, women understand the game, man. <laughs> women understand I the mean, assignment. Duh. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Make All right. You smell good. Make sure you smell good when you pass the uh, football table. <laughs> get that double take. Just, <laughs> just smell real nice. Okay. That's what's up. So, anyways, that's how I like. I thought I knew his face, basically. Um, what happened? What happened? But also, hold on. Let me not sound thirsty. Also, I was a theater, <laughs> I was a theater major. Okay, I was a theater major, and we had a class called practicum where we basically build the sets. We would also get out at that time. Oh, nice. so I wasn't just I wasn't just waiting, but it was convenient. But you knew the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I you. I get you. Okay. So, anyways, anyways. 
I saw Vernon. I met him at a track meet that was Prairie View was hosting. I think that's where I met him. Um, And I wasn't just looking for a cute person or a fine person, or I was looking for you cute, you fine, and you have a demeanor, and you have a certain like je ne sais quoi or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I'll see you with the vocabulary. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Like I'm looking for like a, a certain standing, character standing, like a thing about you mm. and he had that and so that was like my freshman self my 19 year old self was like okay well, we can do this because you know how you can look at people and like be like waste of time you're gonna play me game you're gonna play games or you just here for fun so that's I- how we met that's what made me be like okay i can so like funny. entertain this because that wasn't the word, but like basically, I've said I'm the kind of person like I'm not here for games, I'm not here for play, play. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking to you for real, for real, that means like I'm trying to like be serious. So what I about work. him made you realize that this is the person that you had the potential to spend the rest of your life with? Hmm. We would talk, and he wasn't like you know how God. Well, let me not say that. Um, some guys <laughs> when they're immature. Yeah, that's what it was. It was his maturity. That's what exactly what it was. It was him not being so quick to be like um, touchy feeling on me. Mm-hmm. It was him uh, not being quick to like. He was very, very respectful, and for that, for me, was something that I was looking out for. Okay, he wasn't making the jokes. That's a red flag for me. I don't have time for that. Stuff like that. So when I saw that the character was there, the respect was there, that was like, okay, mm -hmm. something about him, you. Okay. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. And so so now you've met the person. You're like, yo, this is the person I have the potential to spend the rest of my life with, right? And Mm -hmm. you get the ring, and you're playing the wedding. You walk down the aisle. You're at the new marriage, right? You new marriage material. And like, what happens now? Okay, so you fast forward six years. Okay, so basically, from eating him in two thousand and eleven, getting going through college, graduating, he graduated. Um, I got one more li- year left still because I changed my major. Still, anyway, yeah, mm, I got okay. one. I got two more semesters because I was a theater major at first. Then I change it to social work. But that's, I digress, okay. I digress, I digress. I got you. Anyways, um, what am I trying to say? He graduated. He lost his job because he was an engineer. After he lost the job with mechanical engineering, there were six months of unemployment. So that like put a hold on marriage because he was preparing. He was saving for a ring. He got an mm. apartment. For us, he asked me what apartments I like, all that. Um, then the job loss. Um, then he joined uh, HPD, which is Houston Police Department. Ah. And so he had to go to the academy, which is six months. So he went through that. And I think then he had to go through like probate. They do like a probationary period for like mm-hmm. a year. And um, for Oh, I, yeah. You, well, hold on. Well, I know that there's sheriff, there's HVD, there's what else is there? 
Harris <laughs> County, you have to apply to that specific department that you want to mm-hmm. go to. But yeah, he did HPD because we know a lot of HPD, so we knew he could get in easier. There you go. So, what am I trying to say? Well, yeah, I had to, I had to prepare. Pretty much, I had to come up with a plan in order to get to the actual marriage. And you stuck, through, yes. you stuck with him the entire time too. I did, didn't I? Yeah, I'm about to say it says a lot about your character for sure. Well, yeah, I wasn't. I guess I mean I never thought about it like. The only time that I was like a little shaky is when he was trying to go to the Marines and like we were still dating. I'm like, dang, boy, you're asking a lot of me right now. You finna go to the Marines? I can't talk to you. <laughs> like, I don't know about that one. That was the only time like that I that was I was like, ooh, this is a lot. Yeah. But so I he guess he was just trying to job. provide though. Because it says a huh? lot about him. He just wanted to provide, right? That and is true. Without a doubt, the military is a very stable environment, especially for somebody who it just is. got unemployed, like who got let go. The military, yeah, is he was very thinking stable. about it while yeah. he was still an engineer. Um, I don't know, like this man, he's very like um, I call him like a warrior. He's trying to be out in the mm. field, like he's trying to be out, like oh no, yeah, he's trying I, to be I wanna, out there. I feel you. America was not his thing. He always trying to be out where the action is. He's always been mm. that way. So Interesting. That makes sense about him. Uh, so anyways. At what point but, did, did you ever lose faith that he actually would ask the question? Because six years is a long time. No, 100% yes. Like, but And so we can. I can be honest about that journey on my side. I was an insecure girl okay. who was still dealing with her unresolved trauma from her family right and what trauma would that be um so my dad wasn't in my life um there was inappropriateness okay between stuff like that and i don't mind talking about my trauma because i don't let it define me anymore and so yeah um there you go okay you know this might sound kind of messed up but you know that like typical black family trauma I don't. To be honest with you, I will tell you, in my family, nothing happened to me and nothing happened to my brother. But my oldest brother, he was, uh, he's, I guess the word for it now would be transgender because there really wasn't a Mm -hmm. vocabulary for it back then. And so within my household, they were like, everything functioned fine until we went into the public, right? And then Mm -hmm. we went into the public, it was like, you know, I saw all the hate go to my brother and stuff like that. So that's the only trauma that I personally have. And of course, my oldest brother had like, <laughs> like this mountain of like the world hates me and who I am type of thing. Wow. So yeah. So he was the one who actually had a lot of trauma with me personally. Like I really didn't, I didn't have any, any of that. If anything, it taught me a lesson where it's like, you know, no matter what the, no matter how, what the world says, no matter what the world does in your home, like that is your solitude. Right. And so as parents, yeah, as parents, one of our goals to our children is to create an environment where they can flourish. And like I will give my dad all the credit in the world, like even though my uncles talk and all this other stuff, like my dad, he more or less let my oldest brother be himself, like Mm -hmm. at least behind closed doors. But when 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 we went out into the public, the reality of the situation was, especially at that time. Was mm-hmm. like, yo, like he was straight up. Was like, the world is not gonna like who you are. 
then you have to be prepared to like deal with it. So you just like you got to learn how to fight and all this other stuff. But that's a whole another tangent for a whole another today. How did you end up dealing with your trauma? Like what allowed you to find healing? Because like if you're in a relationship, were you able to heal while you're in a relationship? So yes, this is this is where the all the unresolved trauma that I was aware of, but I didn't know how it would like how it was playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get married, like it plays out, <laughs> and it is what it is. Yeah. So the first year was hard from my unresolved stuff and then his unresolved stuff. So the one thing that um, I noticed about marriage is that if you don't handle your stuff, you are going to like, it's going to come out anyway. (laughs) That's funny. If you don't know, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what, why things, why things make you angry, why things make you upset, it's gonna be be problems in your relationship. No. And so that's what was happening, like first year for me on my side. Like I was like, things were like, it was just, it was just playing out, like just like all things like that I didn't handle on my side. So and, this is where I'm but, gonna ask you. You say all the things were playing out. What was playing out? Okay, so we had our child. We conceived before we got married. Okay. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to think about the proper timeline. I had him, and because I didn't deal with my trauma, what happened to me as a kid, I became overprotective of my child. And so the overprotectiveness was causing a lot of tension. It was causing a lot of, um, like, me not trusting other people with him, with my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if no one understands. Like, In all fairness, that. my mom did the same thing, right? Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Because, like, she saw what what happened with my oldest brother is, like, when they lived in the projects, right, that he was like trained more or less. Like they call it is it is the word training or some something like that. But he was pretty much trained to be like molested later on. And that actually happened. Oh, you mean groomed? Yeah, groomed. That's it. He was like groomed to be molested by somebody my parents trusted. And like mm-hmm. when they found out, like was cause like anything that's dark always comes out. No matter what you can't hide darkness in a world of light. And so when it finally came out, like my mom was like, this will never happen again. And they mm-hmm. try to do the best that they can. Like they got my brother somewhere with somebody who could protect him, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's hard to make somebody who's experienced something like that feel whole, right? It's hard to heal in an environment where you were hurt. And so, yeah, it sounds like you were able to maybe achieve something similar to that. Like, were you able to find healing in a place so the healing is like ongoing 100 because that was like the playing out of it was year one and then as as year one was progressing i was seeing how i was was not helpful it was not productive and this is not 
this first year was not new marriage material. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this was just Megan and Vernon. This was just Megan and Vernon, like, trying to learn how to be married. You know what I'm saying? Now, the question is, were these things that you guys had never talked about? Like, how do you, how are you together for six years and in the first year of marriage, like the first year that it becomes official, all these things come out? How is that the case? Because there's a difference. With, well, yes, he knew. And then, like, I was honest about it. Just same way how I'm honest about it right now. Like, mm-hmm. acknowledge- awareness is only the first step. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But actually, like, like let's compare it to working out. I know I need to work out, right? I know I'm a little overweight. That's the actual issue, right? Okay. But okay. what is the actual steps to heal it, to fix it, to get healthy? Eating correctly, working out, drinking water, getting sleep. Those are the things that were not done. You know, like yeah. that. So we but had you knew awareness. about it. You just never actually put the plan into action. Yeah, like uh, me from I met him when I was nineteen, and then how old was I? I think twenty five or twenty six. I don't remember. That's right. <laughs> but like from that time, like it was just like an awareness, and like I'm just going through college, or I'm just going through my life. I'm just going to work. You know, kind of like just not addressing it. Gotcha. Getting caught up in the day to day, getting caught up in this is my boyfriend or this is my fiance. Let's plan for the wedding. You know, I do stuff like that. I do. I get it. I get it. That's rough, man. So you saying it's an ongoing situation now? Ongoing in from your perspective, or ongoing from his perspective, or ongoing in terms mm-hmm. of both y'all? It's ongoing. I would say for both of us because. Um, there's healing that like has, so there's like two levels in my opinion. <laughs> there's like my healing that I have to do as an individual, right? Okay. And then there's things that like people do in the marriage that can cause disruption that ca- that needs healing, that needs attention. Okay. Does that make sense? So like I am in the midst of doing what I need to do to become a better person as an individual. Mm-hmm. And then that like, what is the word? What is the word? Look, when I was online, I used to like going to the file cabinet. Trying to think word? of the word. And that like impacts how you marriage. Mm. That's why I advocate for people who, if you're going to become a spouse, know who you are as an individual. Know what your purpose is as, a, as an individual. What your goal is. What your vision is. Who you're connected to. What's the sustainability of you as a person by yourself? And then you got to find somebody to compliment it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, all right. New marriage material. Okay. Now, we got to get into it. Mm-hmm. What What is the origin of new marriage material? Uh, just in general, what is the origin of new marriage material? So, I'm thinking, I think this was year two. Okay. I think, yeah, I think it was year two. Um, I was on my like self healing journey. It was the very beginning, the infancy stages. Like we probably still in the womb stages of my healing journey, right? Okay. So I'm watching all these shows. I'm learning about parenting, be a better parent. Um, I'm reading stuff. I'm starting to like change my Instagram feed, change what I'm watching on YouTube, looking into more books on how to be a better person. And so it was opening doors. 
for like coaches because I, I didn't I didn't know about life coaches I didn't know about I knew about therapists and therapy and all all that stuff but like industry um mindset growth all these things um I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm with this baby and I love him but this is not enough this okay. I need something more fulfilling um I feel like I have too many gifts to just like be by the wayside you know, or just be a mom. And I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about anybody else. Um, and so I'm like, well, how can I still, can, how can I be home? But also like, you know, be, do something that can bring income, but also be fulfilling. Cause I'm not just trying to like make income at like just in general, I'm trying to do something that feels purposeful. And I prayed, I said, God, can you open the door? Can you like make it clear to me? And I was watching a YouTube mom and she said jobs that stay-at-home moms can do. And I think she named about two or three at the beginning of the video. And then for some reason she said life coaching. I said, and I don't know the way that the word entered my ear and then landed. It it resonated. And I said, this word just, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Let me look into it. What is it? <laughs> What's, I, do I have the skills for this? Yeah. I started diving deep into it. I started watching videos about what it is. What's the requirements? Do you have the natural skills? What are the skills that you're going to have to attain? Mm-hmm. Or am I willing to attain those skills yeah. to be successful? And I was. Everything was yes to all those questions I just said. And so- <laughs> What else? The name New Marriage Material did not come until maybe a year or two later. It's a brilliant name. That's a really good that's a Thank name you. worth that's a name worth waiting for for sure. Thank you. Um but yeah, but the you know the the essence of it, it was built there. That's how it started. That's the origin story. That's what's uh, up, man. That's what's up. And so I follow your page. I watch your content. I've watched you grow as a content creator over the past. It's only been like three months that I've been watching you. Oh, and I like didn't know that. Yeah, it's only been three months, which you need to bring the live stream back. But I, I get it. I get it. Yes. No, I understand. Yeah. Literally, I'm six months pregnant, so I've been Dude, chilling. Being consistent with but live I, streaming in general is tough. I don't think people understand it. But it was you've fun, been, though. Yeah, I enjoy it, too. I used to do it in the morning. On Saturday mornings, mm. I used to wake up. I used to live stream. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. I want to have fun. Uh, <laughs> I want to have like fun outside with my friends. <laughs> I don't understand. So uh, I, I have one more question for you. And that is, what are two essential tools for a marriage that, that they need to stand the test of time? Hmm. Well, okay. This might sound cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do your thing, okay. man. So the first thing is that you're going to need something that is going to hold you accountable um, outside of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because it's real easy. Like, here's an example. If you want the chocolate cake and you know you're not supposed to have chocolate cake and like nobody can see you get the chocolate cake, you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. So I'm like... You need something. So that could be, that's, 
in my opinion, God, like, you know, setting your standards and your principles upon like his word and letting him guide you past the feelings, past the disappointments, past the, um, you know, the, the fickleness of emotions that we feel as human beings. Right. I got you. And then also you need, in my opinion, self-awareness. You need a willingness to both mindset. Um, I don't agree with people who say this, but people say this. You know, that's just who I am. And what who you who you choose to be is not productive. Mm. Who you choose to be is actually not putting you in the best position um, for yourself, and then even for the people that you, you surround you. And that could be yeah. your spouse. That could be your children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a willing. So two things: something that holds you accountable, something to something sustainable. Um. It can't be money. Money is not sustainable. It can't be feelings. It has to yeah. be something sustainable. It has to be authentic. And then also um, a willingness to have a growth mindset. I don't say change, but a, a willingness to evolve in your marriage. That's good. Because seasons happen to every human being. And those seasons are meant to evolve you. Like a lot of times we'll be like, oh, why is this happening to me? Or they did me wrong. Yeah. And so you so focus on being a victim that happened to you, but like, what is the lesson? How can we grow? How can we be better? What is the missing link in me that I need to level six, level seven, level eight? Mario. So, yeah. so I guess that wasn't cliche. I was going to say something else, but yeah. Those were the two tools that I would give. That's what's up, man. We've come to the end of the episode. So I wanted to ask, is there anything that you feel like you left on the table? Any places where you think I cut you off? Or anything that you just need additional clarification for? Hmm. I I don't feel that way. Um, no, I feel good about the conversation. If anyone has any questions or that they want to challenge me on or anything, you can DM me. I love DMs. I don't mind. I don't mind talking. <laughs> Cool. All right. I'm going to clean. All right. So that means we've gotten to our final segment, which is words of encouragement. Okay. Now, Megan, words of encouragement is exactly what it sounds like. It's us pouring into the people and just giving them something that they can hold on to until the next time that we see them. Okay. I'm going to go first. I'm going to clean up a little bit. I'm going to go first. And then I'm going to let you think of what you're going to say and I'm going to let you go. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So if you made it this far into the episode, you guys, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Wholeheartedly thank you. Everybody don't make it this far and you are among a rare group of people. So from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate you. Now I have a few things I'm going to ask you to do and I'm going to, you know, if you do it, you're helping out the podcast. Okay. The first thing is if you're listening to the YouTube version, please subscribe so that we, you can find us to stay up to date with our uploads. Also, make sure you leave a comment below with your favorite thing that was said in this episode, okay? Also, comment below any questions that you have and for the time that Megan comes back to the show, okay? Now, also, if you're listening to the podcast version, I want you guys to leave a five-star review. More or less saying the same thing, like say what you appreciated about the episode that you watched this episode and also let us know like, hey, man, you know, it's like this is who you need to have back on the show. We really appreciated this person. All right. 
right, so do those things for me. It truly helps us grow, helps us move up the algorithm, and it helps us like just get discovered, all right? And the last thing I'm gonna ask you guys to do is please share this episode with somebody you know can appreciate it, all right? You guys know, you, you, you listen to it, you know who might like this. So share the podcast with somebody you think would appreciate it. You guys, Megan is giving us a family discount. So check out her Instagram page so that you can find that discount. And if you're like newly married or you're in the opening stages, yo, check her out, man. Get Enjoy the family discount. And here's some of the professional advice that she has for the people, okay? Now, my genuine words of encouragement for you guys are, you gotta be disciplined. How you do anything is how you do everything. Again, how you do anything is how you do everything. When you wake up in the morning, you need to demonstrate the discipline to brush your teeth every single day. The way that you get white teeth isn't by brushing your teeth once, it's by doing it every single day over an extended amount of time. This is true in all avenues of life. Anything that you wanna do, anything great that you wanna accomplish, you need to map it out, you gotta plan it out, and you need to do one thing that will bring you that much closer to achieving that goal. Only through doing that can you find fulfillment. Only through doing that can you find purpose. And only through doing that, let's be real, man. Only through showing this discipline in our lives can we be the people that God truly intended us to be, okay? Now, discipline in all areas of your life. One thing, that's all I'm asking you to do. Identify, do it, show discipline. Megan, what are your words of encouragement for the people? Okay, so I'm gonna stay on the marriage train. And so, married folk, whether you be in the game for 10 years or it's up to y'all. Everyone has needs in a marriage, right? Everybody. Everyone desires certain things. I like to call them everyone has a need, but they have a certain flavor of how they want their needs met, right? Nice. So if I want peace in my home, my husband might want me to have dinner ready by a certain time. That's peaceful to him. If I want peace in my home, my flavor is clean countertops. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, you know, the that's the more surface level things. But, like, inside the marriage, like, you know, communicating and, like, knowing, you know, what each other needs. Like, after after being married for a while, you know, like understanding the flow of your marriage that takes time anyways i digress <laughs> if you want to get your needs met especially if you're newlywed freshly wed fiance y'all listen up it's best to open your mouth rather than expecting them to read your mind right we don't want our spouses to read our minds because that can set you up for disappointment right mm-hmm Think that they know you. You tell yourself if they do this, that means they really love you. No, don't tell yourself that. Don't waste your time. Open up your mouth. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you need. Be very specific. And you shall receive. And let's make a let's make a, a caveat. We are asking requests of others, but not demands. Ooh. And those two things are different, right? Yeah. A request is like, hey, do you mind stick with the clean countertops? Do you mind putting your dish? Can you put your dish in the dishwasher? And then a demand is like, put your dish in the dishwasher. Why do you always do this? I can't believe it. you know that. <laughs> All the extra, right? So let's not be extra in our marriages. Let's just be chill. Let's make some requests, not demands. And if you have a need, 
It's up to you to know it. It's up to you to open up your mouth and ask for it, right? It's not up to your spouse to read read your mind, especially if if y'all new to marriage. Don't set yourself up for that. But yeah, that's my advice. Words of encouragement. That's what's up. You guys heard it here on How's the Fam, okay? Megan, thank you for stopping by. We truly appreciate you. Um, I appreciate Yeah, man. Yeah. And we got to have you back also, all right? No problem. Cool. Hey, you guys, fam's all good. Y'all be blessed.